Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm a traveling man. Made a lot of stuff. All over the world. And in every port. I own the heart of at least one lovely and welcome to the 526th episode of Travel Witch Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with co-host Mary Ellen Nugent Lee. We are in the 12th season of Travel Witch Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. If it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travel Itch Radio. And our honored guest tonight is my friend Sue Presby, Vice President and Director of Group Sales and co-owner of the Mount Washington Cog Railway. Welcome back, Sue, to Travel Itch Radio. Hi, Diane. Hi, Mary Ellen. It's great to be back. I hope that both of you were well. Yes, thank you. We're we're doing well. I'm still licking my wounds over the Atlanta Braves, but but we're uh, well. I'm, uh, you have something at least to be proud of. My Red Sox. I we can't talk about them right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, as Travelwitch Radio listeners know, I love trains, trolleys, and anything that runs on track, especially if it's outdoors, full size, and pulled by steam power. The Mount Washington Cog Railway certainly qualifies. So first, tell listeners who might not know where you're located. We are located in Bretton Woods, New Hampshire, which is in the beautiful White Mountains. It's approximately two hours right up the highway from Boston, and it's, an, it's probably two hours coming from Montreal, four or five hours driving from New York City. And Mount Washington Cog Railway goes to the top of Mount Washington, obviously, which is the highest point in the Northeast at 6,288 feet. And we hear good news and bad news. You're going to run all winter, but without your famous steam engine. Is it harder to operate them when it's cold and snowy? Yeah, that's the main reason that we don't run them. Um, You have to bank them. You have to get them up to temperature in the morning. You have to keep them. And it just, it was too cold to do that. So in 2008, we designed and built our first biodiesel engine. And since that time, we have actually built seven. We're in the process of finishing our new one, M8, which we're hoping would go out in the next, in 2024, but with the way parts and everything, everybody's having a hard time getting parts. It may not be until 2025. But, yeah, the steamers have gone to bed. They went to bed, I think, last Monday was the last steam engine for the year. So they're hibernating along with the bears, right? (laughs) Exactly. Okay, let's talk a little history. The COG has to be one of the oldest continuously operating train rides on the planet. When and how did it start? 
Um, it actually was built in 18, it was finished in 1869, July 3rd, 1869 is, was its first year, so we're in our 154th year this year. And the reason it was built is the same reason we use it today, it was built for tourism. Sylvester Marsh was, was hiking the mountain, he got stuck in a snowstorm and almost died. And he said, you know what, there's got to be an easier way to get up here. So he came up with the idea of the cog system, which the cog rack, which most trains, as you know, run on the tracks on either side of the engine. But, and we have those there. But the real mode of transportation for the cog railway is the center rack. Think of it like a bicycle sprocket and chain. So it, it pulls it. And the reason we have to do that is because of the elevation. At some points on the track, we have a 37% grade. So a regular train going up a track just would not be able to make that kind of a grade. As an amateur weather buff, I'm fascinated by the fact Mount Washington is the highest peak in the northeastern United States and is known for wild and unpredictable weather. Is it true there's a weather museum at the summit and can COG railway riders visit it, or is the summit house now closed? Um, the summit of the, and it's a little confusing. The summit of the Mount Washington we don't own. That is actually a state park. But there is the Sherman Adams Building, which is there, and the weather station and museum is located within that building. The Sherman Adams Building is owned by the state. And the weather station is actually a, 20, a 365 day a year manned weather station. And the weather buffs go out every single hour of every single day and take readings. Um, you can actually go onto their website, mountwashingtonweather.org, and you can check what the weather is. Um, you can do tours. It's a little hard. It's a very small space, so you can't have a lot of people. I believe it's eight people at a time they can take in there. So a lot of people will try and book it, um, but it's, it is a very time-consuming visit to do everything, so it doesn't always work with the COG. But if someone wanted to, I'm sure we could help them help them set them up, set that up. And even though New Hampshire has some serious winter weather, the Mount Washington Cog Railway keeps going year-round like the Energizer Bunny. What can visitors <laughs> expect to experience each season on the Cog? Well, um, the running in the winter is something that we've been doing for a few years now. And as I said, we can't go. The summit closed as of Columbus Day weekend. So the building is not open for visitors. And part of the reason for that is they already had snow. On Tuesday was the first day this year that they've had, well, this, since April, since they've had any measurable snow. And they had 4.5 inches of snow on Tuesday. So it just, the building isn't opened, and it's too hard to get up and down you know, up and down the mountain for their help. So they're not open. So what we've done, we do not go to the summit as of last weekend. We go to approximately 5,000 feet, which is called the Skyline Stop, and we will stop there for approximately two or three minutes, long enough for the passengers on the coach to go out onto the platform on the front of the train where the brakeman stands, and if they want to take a picture or whatever. But then we will come back down, and we will stop at our new Wombeck station, which is at 4,300, 4,000 feet. I'm sorry, 5,300 is Skyline, 4,000 is the Wombeck station. And there they can get out. There's a fire pit. There are observation decks. You have incredible views down into the valley. You, get a, you can get a hot chocolate or a coffee, the complimentary up there, and stand around the fire pit, and then we'll go back down the mountain. So during the year when we're open in the summer and end, once we start our full season, it's a three-hour round trip 
when we do the Skyline trips, that's an hour-and-a-half trip. And as of the 1st of November, we will no longer be going to Skyline, and we'll only be doing the Wombeck trip, which is an hour. But you asked about all the seasons, and that's what's really cool about being open all seasons now. Everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, that was a pretty generic statement, but a lot of people think the only reason to come to New Hampshire is in September and October to come and see the foliage. And I agree, the foliage is absolutely beautiful up here. But there are so many other things to enjoy. If you came during May and June, one of the things that's great about that is the prices for lodging. Everything is a lot less expensive because the kids aren't out of school yet. The flowers are just starting to bloom. So you get these incredible backdrops of lupin, tulips, and all these beautiful flowers. Same thing in June. Everybody complains that it's so hot in the city. There are a lot of things that you want to do outside. Then you can take the cog where there can be as much as a 30-degree temperature change between the base and the summit. So it's really, you can actually come every season and have a totally different experience every single time. Wow. We're talking with Sue Presby about the Mount Washington Cog Railway. Sue, am I correct in guessing that your peak season then is Memorial Day to Labor Day or when schools are um, out? It's it's hard to say. That is big time. And we're trying not to use the word peak season, and I still do it because people hear peak and they think foliage. So we're now calling it prime. <laughs> but <laughs> Okay. I would say from Memorial Day, well, kids don't get out of school now until the middle of June. So I would say from the middle of June until the end of August is a really big family season. We have a lot of families, and we have a lot of our European clients that come during that time. But our really prime season is, is the first week in September through Columbus Day. That is during our foliage period when we are just slammed, and this season in particular. I mean, it was just, the foliage hung in. And so we have two really prime seasons. We have our prime foliage season, and we have our prime family vacation season. Hmm. Well, in spite of the rainy summer, we hear the cog had an incredible family summer season. Tell us we about did. it. We well, did. Well, we were a little bit surprised because, believe it or not, there were only three weekends this entire summer that it did not rain which, you know, everybody, everybody was crying about it, which we were too. But I think part of the reason that we did so well is because, as I said, the White Mountains is, is a lot of outdoor activities. So if you had planned your vacation and you came up here and you were going to do, you know, the water park or you were going to go to the beach and it's pouring, you wanted something still to do with your family. And the coaches are, you know, they're heated, there's windows, and it was something to do with the family so on top of the fact that we, there's just a lot more tourism in the White Mountains, and White Mountain Attractions and the COG have worked really, really hard to get our name out there. And I think it's been successful because our numbers have just really skyrocketed in the past couple of years. And didn't you also host your second Race the COG event this year? And will well, there we be a third? Did. Yeah, we did that. um, Last year we did it, and um, the gentleman who won, so we're in 2023, in 2022, Joel Gray won the race. 
and I, I wrote down the number, and I can't find it in front of me, but he beat the cog, and I believe Ooh. he did it in 39 minutes to race the three miles. And this is not running on a track. This is not running on a road. This is what they call extreme mountain racing, and it's racing up the rocks up beside the track. So this year we just we were like, okay, we have to beat this guy. And this guy beats a train. <laughs> So the train made it in 37 minutes flat this year, and it was the diesel engine. It was not the steamer. And Joel came in at 40 minutes, 9 seconds. So we beat the train. We beat him this year, which he wasn't happy about. Um, Because, I mean, he's an absolutely elite runner. You take one look at this man, and you can understand why. So next year is definitely going to be a grudge match. And I believe it. the date is June 24th. And people can take the train up. Um, and a lot of people have cowbells. And they take the train as the guys, as the men and women are racing up the tracks. So they get to go up and see the actual people get there to the summit. Wow. Well, yeah, since wow. Part, <laughs> since parts for your old-time trains are hard to come by, is it true that you make your own? Um, yes, we, um, we've been building our own engines and um, coaches. Uh, we've been building our coaches for a while, but the engines, like I said, we started building those in 2008, and as I said, we just would be working on M8 right now. I, I was, like I said, I hoped it would be done this year, but I don't believe it's going to be. The woodwork that the coaches are absolutely phenomenal. And I've probably said this on the show before. My dad was a tool and die machinist, so I've grown up around machine shops my whole life. So to be in the machine shop and, this, you know, the, just everything, the machines, everything is like being home to me. But being in the wood shop and seeing the work that has been done and the absolute artistry that is in these coaches is amazing. Unfortunately, um, we lost our head craftsman. Um, Rob McClay passed away this past fall, um, and it was a huge loss to the Cog family. We're fortunate that we had a gentleman who was working under him or with Rob, and he has taken over working on the coaches. But anybody who rides the coach, just take a minute and look at the craftsmanship, and that has all been done right at the Cog. Well, you mentioned this. The first diesel-powered locomotive in your history was actually designed and built entirely on site by the COG shop crew. And yes, it was. The eighth, <laughs> the eighth diesel engine, when is that going to be up on the mountain? We were hoping it would be up by, like, June or July of this coming year. But as supply chain problems have emerged and we have some other projects that we're working on the COG, I'm not sure that it, be, it will be done. So I feel safer in saying that it will be on the hill in 2025. Um, but we can cross our fingers and hope that it might make it onto the mountain in 2024. <laughs> well, your new machine shop is pretty busy. Aren't they also working on a new steel entrance arch to welcome visitors yes. to the property? That is going to be so beautiful. Um, we have we built the new shop. Our, if anybody comes up to the COG and they see our old shop, they're going to wonder how the heck we actually were able to build the engines that we did in this shop. We've br- built a brand-new facility, and we've got robotic welders. We've got plasma cutters. We have a um, – oh, my God, I just completely forgot what I was going to say. We have overhead cranes. So it's, mm. it's, it's, it's very, very technical, and it's very high-tech. 
So we're able to do a lot of things. So one of the things that we're working on is we really want, when you come into the COG, to have the experience of driving onto the property and saying, wow, I'm here. So we have this huge steel arch that we've been working on and doing all the cutting and making the um, – the, there's going to be a train going across the top, and it's, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. And that may be, be being put in place at the end by fall of this year is what we're hoping. But as I said before, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> it may end up being 2025 with the way things are going. Oh, well, we look forward to it. We're talking with Sue Presby about the Mount Washington Cog Railway. Sue, where do you find your crews and especially your engineers? Most of them are local. Um, and what's, uh, it takes about six to eight weeks to train to be a brakeman and then to be an engineer. So you have to work with an existing brakeman or an engineer. So we, and what we found in the past couple of years, we've had retirees that are just train buffs like you and I, Dan, and they've come up and said, you know, this is a pretty cool place. <laughs> are you hiring? And we end up training them to be brakemen and training them to be engineers, and they just they love it. Um, we had we used to have younger well we still have some of the younger kids right now we have five women that are actually brakemen i don't believe we um we used to have a female engineer but she's since moved on um but yeah we have five female brakemen and we have a great crew we a lot of them are local they either that they've they've come up for the summer retirees have come up for summer and they end up moving and staying there and being our brakemen Oh, that's amazing. Do people need reservations to ride the train, and how far in advance should they book? Um, you don't absolutely need reservations, but we strongly recommend it, especially with as busy as we've grown. Um, sometimes, I mean, it used to be you could drive up, <clears throat> excuse me, you could drive up on a Saturday morning and say, I want to get on the 1 o'clock train, and that was fine. What you may find now is you show up on Saturday morning and saying, I'd like to get on the 1 o'clock train, and they'll say, okay, you can get on the 1 o'clock train on Monday. So some people book as well in advance. Um, you know, they may book in February for a June trip if they know when they're going to be going on their vacation and they want to get the window seat, so they want to get an aisle seat. Because you, you pick your seats now, which is something that's changed, I think, from even when you, the last time you were at the train, Dan. Um, now you actually book where you want to sit. So some people are booking their trips way in advance. Um, we do obviously sell walk-up tickets, but we strongly encourage people to book online. And the new COG Railway getaway package includes tickets on the COG plus accommodations at Attach Motel and Suites only a half mile from Attach Mountain Village. What are some other lodging options close to the railway? There are a bunch, there's all different price points for lodging. Obviously, the one that I'm going to say first is the Mount Washington Hotel, which is right down at the, the bottom of the base road. Um, our daughter got married there. My husband and I got married there. It's an absolutely beautiful grand hotel. The other grand hotel, which is in Whitefield, is the Mountain View Grand. There are a lot of bed and breakfasts between either um, Bretton Woods and Littleton or Bretton Woods and going um, west or east. Um, going towards North Conway, there's bed and breakfast, there's glamping, there's campgrounds, there's state campgrounds, there's um, Airbnbs, 
there's chain hotels. We have a Hampton Inn in Littleton. There's um, Holiday Inns. There's Marriott's. There's um, the Red Jacket. All these are in North Conway. There's a lot more accommodations in North Conway and towards that way. What I would say, though, is that, um, and I know in particular this year, foliage time, it's nearly impossible to get reservations at a hotel unless you book way in advance. Um, which is part of the reason that all of us, you know, in the White Mountains are trying to encourage people to come and experience the White Mountains in a season other than foliage. The rates are better. You're going to get better. You know, there's more availability for rooms, and there's a lot of different experiences. You're listening to Travel Edge Radio with Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent-Glee. We are on iTunes and blogtalkradio.com. Check out the archive shows on Facebook, at your convenience. And tonight we're talking with Sue Presby about the Mount Washington Cog Railway. Sue, who rides your trains? Do you get mostly New Englanders or Canadians, Europeans, or people from the rest of the United States? We actually get people from all over the world. We have a map, um, a world map down by our ticket office, and we encourage people to put a pin in from where they've come from. And I didn't look at the... Um, the map this year at the end of at the end of what I call our regular season, our busy season. But two years, well, the year before COVID, so 2019, we had a pin in every country except the North Pole, and there was one other country that we did not have a pin. I mean, people, our our big markets, obviously the UK, um, Canada has always been a huge market for us. Even the dollar doesn't even seem to affect that market that much. Um, we're getting a business from Japan. We're, I've done some sales missions to Australia. Those have been successful. Germany, France, um, trying to think where else. A lot, we're starting to become more of an international destination, and I think that's because of everything the White Mountains has to offer. As far as the United States goes, the COG has worked really hard, and this is actually how I met Dan at doing travel shows. And we have really tried to get our name out there, because everybody knew about Pikes Peak in Colorado, even though the Mount Washington Cog Railway is older. It's the oldest mountain climbing cog train in the world. Um, but people seem to know more about Pikes Peak in Colorado. So we have tried really hard to establish our presence in the tourism market, and I think our ridership has shown that we have been successful in that. So we do. We have an international, and we have a nationwide domestic market. That's great. Is the COG family-friendly? Is there an age limit for passengers? Um, nope, there's not an age limit. The only thing that we ask is someone who is elderly, if, they, if they're not able to get onto the train. We have people that have, um, if they have a walker we can, or a wheelchair, we can fold the walker or the wheelchair up and put it onto the the um, platform, the front of the train. But when they mm -hmm. get up to the summit, um, it's like a gravel, um, gravel, ground, gravel on the ground, so it's hard to get a wheelchair across. And as I said, we don't own the summit, so that we, don't we can't pave that over. Um, but there's no age restriction. If you're able to get on the train and you're able to get off the train, you're more than welcome to get on our train. As far <laughs> as kids, um, it's it's a great trip for kids, and I know some people say, you know, three hours is kind of a long time. It's an hour trip up. You have an hour at the summit and an hour back down. 
One of the new offerings that we have is um, the Wombeck Station, which I was talking about, which has been kind of a popular choice for families because that's an hour round trip. It takes about 20 minutes to get to Wombeck. Every kid can sit still for 20 minutes, and they're on a train, so they're all excited. They get out. They get to, you know, go over it. You can um, buy hot dogs or s'mores, and you can grill, you can cook those over the fire pit, which everybody seems to love. And then it's 20 minutes back down, so it's a cheaper price point, and it's, it's a good alternative for families. Do you offer discount fares for groups? We do. Um, at certain times during the year, we offer discounts for groups. And as I said, that's one of the things that we've tried to do is encourage people to come at different times of the year, and that's why you know we have some lower price points for groups during what we don't consider our prime season, trying to get that market. And the pro- and as we all, I mean, you know, you guys are in tourism. We can't tell tourists when they when to come to, to see us. They tell us mm-hmm. when they want to come. <laughs> So what we try and do is make it more appealing to them and let them know that there are things to see and do in all the seasons. So so what advice would you give passengers who are coming in all the seasons, especially how should they dress? Dressing in layers is really important. Um, when you come, when you're looking booking your tickets on the COG, if you're booking online, you can go and see what the weather forecast is. If you go right on the site or you can go on to the um, Mount Washington Observatory and they have a weather cam that tells you what, you know, what the wind speed is, what the precipitation is, what the wind chill is. So, as I said, it can be 50 degrees at the base and sunny and you can get to the summit and it can be 20 and snowing. So, you really need, you know, if you show up in shorts and a T-shirt, you're going to probably going to be buying a sweatshirt in the gift shop. <laughs> We're talking with Sue Presby about the Mount Washington Cog Railway. Sue, what's the new Cog Cam? The new Cog Cam, thank you for bringing that up. That is on YouTube, and it's it, you can just look it up. It's the Mount Washington Cog Cam, and what it is, it's a it's a video camera that we have. It's positioned right at our base station at Marsfield Station, and it looks up the mountain. Now, you obviously you can't see the summit from it, but you can see the trains, you know, as they're loading. You can see the foliage that's right there. It's a great way. A lot of people just sit there. You know, my my husband for one. <laughs> Sit there and just see what's going on during the day. Well, you have a terrific hardcover book that belongs in every train lover's coffee table. Tell us about it. That coffee table book was a labor of love. I can't tell you how many years it took to finally get it published, but it is a train lover's dream. The photography in it is absolutely stunning, and what we tried to do is not have a lot of narrative because we all think that pictures speak much louder and they give a much better story. So it's got pictures from all the different seasons, um, just the views into the valley, the views from the top of the mountain are just incredible. The photographer that we used was just fantastic and it is in hardcover and we also have it in a soft cover edition which is a little bit less expensive and you can actually go on the cog website and you can order them from the gift shop if you're interested in that and our listeners always want to learn more about our guests so how did you become a railroad mogul <laughs> that's really funny um well my uh by by marriage <laughs> 
my husband and I actually met in law school um, back in the 80s. And it took us a while to finally get married, but we did. And at the time, um, my husband and some other families owned the Mount Washington Hotel, but he graduated from law school in 1982. I graduated in 1983. The year I graduated, he bought the Cog Railway. He was 25 years old. He bought it with, there were four partners that bought it. Um, since then, we have bought out all of our partners. Our, our last partner just retired, so it's my husband and I and our daughter and her, and her husband that own it now. Um, but, yeah, I became a cog mogul by, a train mogul by marriage. But the funny part of that is, is Bill Fox, I believe that's his first name, who's from Fox Tours out of Massachusetts, we always joked when we would go to ABA, the American Bus Association Conference, because Bill was also a lawyer. So we both belonged to two ABAs, the American Bar Association and the American Bus Association. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> my claim to fame, I guess. the Red Fox Fantasy Camp for women. How many times have you gone, and how did you manage to win the MVP award there? <laughs> well... The Red Sox Women's Fantasy Camp, the Red Sox have done a fantasy camp for men for years and years and years. In 2016, they decided to do a women's fantasy camp. And to the best of my knowledge, unless things have changed since this summer, there are only two teams, the Yankees and the Red Sox, that actually do a women's camp. So um, I have gone eight, I just did my eighth year. 2016 was my first year. And I was one of the first 52 women to ever do it. I was one of the first 20 women that played um, a game at Fenway Park. I just played a game at Fenway Park in September. That's part of a reunion game. We play a game at Fenway Park, and my team was the visitors' team. We beat the home team 11-1, to and one of the women on my team, Lisa Lombardo from Worcester, Massachusetts, hit an inside-the-park home run off of Manny Del Carmen. So that was pretty exciting. Um, my MVP okay. award okay. was a shock I'll, I'll of shocks. We're, we're, we're running out of time. So our That's special okay. guest tonight has been Sue Presby, Vice President and Director of Group Sales and Co-Owner of the fabulous Mount Washington Cog Railway, which I recommend emphatically. Can't wait to ride it again. Thank you, Sue, for being our guest on Travel with Radio. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Mary Ellen. I hope both of you have a great night. You too. And next week. Next week, in keeping with the rail theme, we'll have Todd Powell, co-founder of Vacations by Rail. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg, along with my beautiful and talented co-host, Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, good night and stay safe. Stay safe. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.